Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cool. All right, I'll go ahead and do it. Welcome, everyone, to Dragon Quest FM, where the party never dies. Party, party, My- <laughs> I decided I'm going to try out some catchphrases over the next few weeks since we're doing a bunch of stuff with Dragon Quest Nine. All right. That way, people who listen in uh, each week, they're going to hear me try out some new catchphrases because usually we say "Welcome to Dragon Quest FM," where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. Uh huh. And we've done like 30 of these episodes, so I'm feeling the need to mix it up a little bit. We do that on Geek to Geek, and uh, Drew's son. Is actually going through and listening to all our back episodes for like the last four years. Mm-hmm. And his favorite part, uh, he's told Drew, his favorite part of the show is listening for whatever random thing I say in response to Drew's uh, random catchphrase that he sets up for the week. Because <laughs> I stopped looking at them that he's written out so that I have to immediately react to something. And some of them are comedy gold and some of them are so lame and painful. Uh, I think most of them are probably lame and painful. You shut your mouth! <laughs> but yeah, probably they are, but it's turned out to be like this nine-year-old's uh, favorite part of the show, so it means that I've succeeded at my goal. <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where the party never dies, but one day we will. <laughs> oh, I'm so... Um, <laughs> my name's oh, Austin. And- I'm BJ, and I'm gonna die. Uh, so... This is our second episode. We're doing a deep dive into Dragon Quest IX. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should listen to last week's episode. But last week we were talking about characters. We talked about some of our favorite stories that were in the towns inside of Nine. We talked about you know heroes, villains, all that good stuff. And uh, so this week uh, we really want to dig in into some other aspects of the game. Namely, things like the All Trades Abbey, the Questers Rest, uh, some vocations, side quests, mm-hmm. different things like that. Maybe even a little bit of the QVC, uh, which I forgot to look up. I went to look it up and see what it's called in Japan. Uh, so we'll just we'll have to put that off for another week. Eventually, yeah. we're gonna Eventually find we'll out. Know that. that that's how the series ends. So we have like about four episodes right now planned to cover Dragon Quest Nine. So. Right. Um, so that's how it's going to end. In the very last episode, in like the last minute, I'm going to find out what, what QVC is called in Japan. And then it ends. It's going to be like this ends. Sopranos ending, where it's like, <laughs> you're going to find out, and then I just cut it during editing. <laughs> and then it plays, uh, what's that Journey song, Don't Stop Believing? Mm, that's yep. the song that was playing, remember? And then it just like cuts off at yep, the end it of did. the Sopranos. It did just cut off. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of what we talked about last week. Uh, so this week, let's just get right into it. Let's talk about All Trades Abbey. Now, this isn't the first time in a Dragon Quest game that you have All Trades Abbey, uh, but it is, um, it, it's a pretty big part of the game. I mean, you spend, you're going to spend a lot of time at All Trades Abbey in this game. And what really got me about All Trades Abbey in this one is that it takes so long to get to. 
that I wanted it to be so much earlier in the game than it was. And maybe I was just dilly-dallying around. It was just me. But it took me so long to get there. And I was waiting on vocations for so long Mm -hmm. that it really frustrated me because I actually ended up looking up a walkthrough to make sure, like, I wanted to see how far it was so that I could unlock them because I, I was loving the game. Don't get me wrong. But I wanted the vocations. I'd heard so much about the vocation system, but they... It wasn't even gating it behind uh, anything. It was just took forever to get there through the story. And I really wish they would have moved it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you can choose from like a very basic vocations when you're doing your character. Yeah. But I wanted the creation. More you, you wanted the I more would, advanced ones. Yeah. yeah and, I wanted gladiator and uh, uh, minstrel and things like that. And I think, so that I think start when, out actually, but I gotcha. And I think when you played nine though, you hadn't done, much with seven and you haven't played six so so i mean in those games you have to play uh for a long time before you unlock vocations too right and i was used to uh job systems in things like the final fantasy series where they're kind of built in yeah instead of it being part of the narrative that this is happening yeah i gotcha um and so for this one you actually have to do a little bit of work to unlock all trades abby Mm -hmm. um you have jack of all trades um, Which I just love that he's that's what they call him. Like he's his name's Jack and he's at all trades and it's like, oh he's Jack of all trades. He's like because <laughs> uh, he's a Jack of all trades. Because he's a Jack of all trades. <laughs> and then uh you can get some more uh advanced vocations, uh and you can kind of tinker with the ones you have. Uh you also do side quests to unlock more vocations. So I was kind of thinking, uh just off the top of my head here, you can start you start with six right that you can choose from you you have there's warrior and priest and mage and then you Mm -hmm. have minstrel which is like the default for your protagonist right and then you have thief and then you have martial artist yes those are the ones i think that you start off as Mm -hmm. correct and then you unlock paladin and gladiator and sage and luminary is one of them luminary is one of them though it is far from the luminary and 11 um and it's a post game one you can't unlock it until the post game and sage is actually really 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 late in the game yeah you have armamentalist oh yeah uh, armamentalist i actually like the armamentalist a lot you have ranger uh, which oh, you, I yeah, yeah. Forget, I forget about ranger because I never use ranger classes. I, I really wanted to be a ranger, and then I'm trying to think of what the the quest was to unlock that it's vocation. Super obnoxious. Was obnoxious. Like to, yeah, exactly. It took me because I just waited. I was like, I'm not going to go do that, and uh, ended up uh, just not unlocking it for a good long time. And uh, the same way for Sage, and then uh, th- some, and then you also have quests that, as you go through the vocations, that you unlock new abilities. Uh-huh. So you get different passives and uh, different things that you can share by doing these other side quests based on different levels. And some of those are really obnoxious. The most obnoxious of those were the mage ones. The uh, the the ones where you have the fairy you have to dream at night mm-hmm. and then the fairies come to you and they give you they give you this stuff that you have to do while having this uh this this particular wand equipped and I'm like oh my gosh I hate this so yeah much. that one I really hated that one too I did that one but I did not like it <laughs> yeah I mean I did them but yeah I did not like it it was it was not something that I was uh, that I was pleased to do yeah um 
Yeah, because the thing the thing with uh, with the ranger is that you have to you have to poison the, in, the enemies, mm-hmm. and then you have to let the poison kill them. Um, yep. Which you have to then just defend a bunch and hope the poison doesn't die. You have to get them really low so that the poison just doesn't just keep wearing off. It's, which is uh, which is not the most annoying quest in that game, or even the most annoying vocation quest in that game to me. But it's still the thing with nine. A lot of the vocations is that the ones that you unlock with side quests, at least, is that um, because you have to do a side quest for them, like, unless I was just positive I was going to use that class, I never bothered. Yeah, really? like, I never bothered with the side quest, and Ranger was one of those where I was like, eh, I don't think I'll really play as a Ranger. And part of that is because, so you like the vocation system in 9. Yes, I do. I really, really like the vocation system in 9. It... I didn't think when I first finished the game, I was reading through some geek to geek notes. And when I first finished the game, I wasn't the biggest fan of the system in Mm -hmm. hindsight. Like I was like, I'd heard it's like one of the best job systems that had ever been put into a video game. And I was like, I don't think it's that, but the more I've thought about it now, the more I wish that other games had a job system Mm -hmm. like this. And, And I like nine system, but I much prefer the systems of six and seven. Uh, to nine mm. because my problem with the vo- vocations is that you always start back at one there there's some there is yeah. some now that's a pain that is a really really and, and that's why i never did sage i got it so late in the main game that i was just like oh man i don't want to level up a sage starting at level one right now when everyone else in my party is like level 40 and over with their jobs you know right and so so you know, I just I didn't mess with some of these vocations, and a lot of the a lot of the quests to unlock these vocations are things like that, where you use like the toxic dagger to kill enemies, or you have to like, uh, you know, the wand, like you mentioned. It's just they're they're very similar, and some are definitely more frustrating than others. And so for me, it was like if I'm not going to to un, if I am like beyond a doubt, if I am. Like maybe just gonna play with this vocation. I'm not gonna worry about it. But if I was definitely mm-hmm. beyond a doubt gonna play as like say a paladin, then I took the time to, to learn paladin, right. and you know, and I played as paladin in this game. Where and that's why I kind of like six and sevens better, is because I like the the more abilities roll over and things. But you have level that is separate from your class, and then right. you can also you know once you master a couple of classes, you can like get hybrid classes. And so to me, that was way more fun than the vocation system in nine. Um, And so, but you know, I mean, it was still good. uh, And I still, I still liked the vocation system fine. I just, uh, if they had, if they'd used the one from six or seven, it would have been like perfect for me. (laughs) And I wish they had not started it at one. But I also had looked up before I started the game what vocations were there and kind of planned out the direction I wanted my characters to go as they went Mm -hmm. through the game. So I was able to be like, okay, I'm going to do this first, get to this one. I'm going to grind up this ability so that I have it later whenever I need this and just kind of had a plan on where I was going from the beginning. So that grindiness of it never really bothered me because I knew that my 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 parents is what I was going to say. My parents, I knew that my characters were going to be really powerful whenever I finished out that particular uh, path mm-hmm. for them. And, 
And then some of them, like Armamentalist, I ended up enjoying playing and just kind of went kind of went on a tangent and been like, oh, you're getting all these abilities. I love. <laughs> Another cool thing with the vocations and in Dragon Quest Nine is that there are a ton of outfits, like your armor shows on your character. So they're... Oh, it's my favorite thing. So, oh, so not only so are the characters customizable and the jobs customizable, but then you have all this these armors and weapons and things like that that show on your character. Um, which it, which yep. is super cool. I mean, Dragon Quest Nine just has so much going on on just one tiny little cartridge, and um, and I actually it makes me think of the Seth Green commercial. When you you know we're going to talk about it at some <laughs> point. We have to. We've I talked know. about it before. Um, when we had this posted on Twitter as like a discussion, a uh, sack chief even requested that we talk about it, and I was like, oh man, we definitely <laughs> will bring it up. I'm sure. Um, but uh, the the one I'm talking about, because I think there's there's more than one, but uh, the Seth Green commercial I'm talking about is the one where like the kid is on the a date. Have you seen this one? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. I don't think I've seen Th- this, this is one, no. Okay, this commercial is like nine or ten years old, but the kid's on a date and he yeah. or he's getting ready for a date and he can't decide which uh, which outfit to wear. And then all of a sudden Seth Green right. is just like sitting on the kid's bed playing Dragon Quest Nine, and he's like, man, I feel you because there's all these like costumes and things that I can wear in this and blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. And he's like really, you know, pimping Dragon Quest Nine here. And he uh, he even says something about like, or I can put my character in a really cool poncho. And then at the end of the commercial, the kid, <laughs> he like rings the doorbell to the girl he's going on a date with and she opens it up and he's in like this medieval poncho thing. And uh, she's like, oh, a cool jacket. And the guy's like, it's a poncho. (laughs) That's 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 the commercial. Thank you, Dragon Quest, for that. I'm going to have to. They're all really like cheesy, like, um, you know, commercials that that you would you'd probably were used to seeing, you know, but they're the kind of commercials that like you would definitely see like probably on like, you know, Comedy Central and like Nickelodeon, maybe like Adult mm-hmm. Swim, that kind of thing. Um, and it was yep. very much trying to appeal to teenagers, uh, like all the commercials were. But anytime, when we were talking about armor just now, all I could think about was that kid being like, it's a poncho and just being like so incredulous about it. <laughs> that Wouldn't you be incredulous about it If someone called my too. poncho a coat? Yeah. It, yeah. If you'd be like, I'm yeah. wearing a poncho. This is this isn't a coat. Yeah. It's a poncho. That's also when my wife would yell at me for being unnecessarily <laughs> pedantic, because I get that a lot. Where I where she says something, and then I'll be I'll say something that's like I'll I'll say the the whatever the equivalent of it's a poncho, and then she's like, BJ, <laughs> and I'm and I've started to get to the point now where I say it, I recognize it after it comes out of my mouth, and just go, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Just immediately, it's like it's a poncho. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she just laughed at this point because I am unnecessarily pedantic. That's awesome. So, so do you have a favorite outfit from Dragon Quest nine that comes to mind? Uh, not a favorite outfit uh, that I've got, but one of the things that I specifically did on this game was wear significantly worse mm-hmm. armor to make sure I kept a look that I liked that, uh, especially headgear that I would wear a uh, very, 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 very bad mm-hmm. headgear in order to see my character's faces and hair during battle. 
because uh like i love Mm -hmm. the hairstyles in this one so much and getting to pick my own and i love toriyama hair anyway so it was uh, i had all of these weird uh, toriyama hairstyles i was like i don't want to cover that up with a helmet where i can't see anything so i made sure to uh wear my outfits more Mm -hmm. than the armor which helped out which is probably why as we said in the last episode that i had a problem with corvus is i may not have been wearing very good armor but i also ended up during that period like making up for it by leveling up my classes so much like i was leveling up a lot more than i probably should Mm -hmm. have in the game just to level up different Mm -hmm. vocations so i kind of made up for it but i loved making them look exactly like i wanted them to so i I had a good time i had a good time with that as well um i actually thought you were gonna say that you liked the uh gooey gear uh where it looks like makes you look like a slime stack I never. Yeah. Got it, that. So you, it's a recipe. You craft it. I can't remember the recipe right now. I know obviously there's slime drops involved, but you take it. There's right. gooey gear, and it looks like the bottom two pieces of the slime stack. And then okay. you can also get a thing. It's right. called a a slud. I guess it's a slime hood. Wow, I didn't. And not you you know that. can like run around with the uh, with it, and you look like a human slime stack. So I actually thought I actually thought you huh. were going to say that that was your favorite. Uh, no, but I would love to have that. I'm and and I did the up. same thing where I did uh, uh, like some of them looked cool, but weren't my style. Like the like the super star suit and stuff that you get with the luminary, where like you have the guitar yeah. slung around your back and stuff. Yep. And I just yeah, don't like it, that. It's one. cool, but it like didn't like appeal to me. What the thing I remember most talking about like equipping your characters with armor that's not as good, but it looks cool, is uh, you know uh-huh. I like I like like boats and like pirates and like old ships and stuff. And mm-hmm. you you can get like the shipmate shirt. It's that that like blue and white striped like long sleeve naval thing. And I had yep. that and a red bandana equipped on my mage for like the longest time. And I let her run around. She looked like uh, Smee from Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yep yep i could totally and so see i really that. liked that one um i never got i never got these in my playthrough of nine but i know they exist where you kind of have some uh there's the there's a skeleton suit which i think i did get that's kind of like you know halloween themed suit. i want to say i got right. the skeleton suit but you know in dragon quest nine they have and i'm amazed i didn't get this because i love christmas so much and it's almost christmas this episode is like probably our last episode before Christmas, right? Right. It should be based on the uh, the calendar. As yeah. I'm thinking so about this it. is like the perfect time to talk about this. Is you know you can get like Santa's suit, and and the the yeah, girls get Santa's okay. little helper suit. Have you seen this? I yeah no, uh uh-uh. uh yeah you can. Uh, I didn't do a lot of the bonus stuff uh-huh. and extra stuff in nine uh, with the, the different. I don't like mm-hmm. crafting that much. And the crackpot in this one didn't really uh, appeal to me like the fun size forge did in 11. So I didn't do a whole lot of it. And uh, I tended to just like metal slime farming in this one more than I and working up vocations. I, I got you. And, and I think the Santa suit may have even been added in a, a later time. It maybe even was one of those uh, like weekly side quests that they introduced 
uh, that you could do after oh, the game lunch. Yeah. Uh, because you know they they release like a side quest every week after lunch for like what a year I think it was mm-hmm. like a full year. Very long time, and then they cut all of them off after the uh, the servers went down. In uh, yeah, and I know, I know you could get stuff modeled after heroes from previous games. Like they had they had like the stuff that looked mm-hmm. like Erdrich's armor and like the Zenithia. Uh, it was called like Zenithia shirt or something like that, but it looked like the hero from four. It was that right. green, you know, green and white shirt. Yep. Um, I know you could get Ashlyn's outfit from Dragon Quest six uh, was on there okay. as well as the uh, protagonist from six. Uh, anyway, there, there was a lot of them, you know, that you could get. So uh, I Dragon Quest nine is one of those games that I can always boot up and play for a little while. And I have a good time doing it. And so, uh, so I'll have to experiment some more and see what I can do. Because, um, you know, I've beaten the main story and all that, and I don't have access to mm-hmm. a lot of the online stuff anymore. The DNS stuff, like tricks that you can find online, like I could never get to work uh, for right. me. I could never get them to work And it may be because all. I'm playing on a 2DS instead of just a regular DS. It's kind of what I think might be the problem. It may be because I was playing on a, a new 3DS XL and I couldn't get it to work either. So that just those generations, the next generation of hardware may have a, uh, a firmware mm-hmm. issue with gotcha. it. Uh, so we're about to that part of the show uh, that we like to call shameless self-promotion. Shameless, 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 shameless. Oh, that was some nice... Uh, some nice bass there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about that bass. No trouble. Um, so we just lost like half the people who were listening to this episode. We did all We're the like, all the listeners are gone now. Uh, but uh, so we have some new Patreon stuff happening. Uh, I know you mentioned it last week, but just in case some people missed last week, can you tell them all about the like exciting giveaways and stuff we're doing on Patreon? So if you go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm, you can now be entered into a monthly giveaway for a $10 digital eShop uh, gift card of your choice, whichever console uh, that you would prefer, um, for every single patron level. If you are a $10 or higher patron, you will get double entries into it. Um, but we wanted to uh, be able to do this for all of our patrons. Uh, so folks who, uh, no matter what your support is, we want to show you that we truly do appreciate you. So if you go to Dragon Quest, nope, you can, if you go to patreon.com slash Dragon Quest FM, you'll be able to, uh, to check that out and all the other stuff that we've got. That's right. You. So you have until the end of the month. So that's just, uh, that's what, 10 more days after this episode airs. Uh, that you have Ish. Uh, to, you know, become one of our patrons if you want to win. Uh, but, you know, all of our other patrons that have been with us, some of them have been with us since the very, like, beginning here. Uh, we just, you know, wanted it to be like a thank you. Uh, and give everybody, yeah, everybody gets a chance to win. It seemed kind of like a fair thing to do. You just kind of um, randomly, you know, give a gift card out each month. Uh, and like BJ said, it doesn't matter if you are at the $2 tier, if you're at the $5 tier, the $50 tier, whatever, you get at least one entry. And if you're 10 and over, you get the two. So um, so it sounds like a good idea. Yep. I mean, I would do it. Yeah, seems <laughs> like it. So uh, we will do those on the first of every month. Any patron who is there on the first will uh, be entered into the drawing. So uh, y'all got some time. Yeah, and so uh, 
so really quickly, I just wanted to bring this up, and this seemed like a good time to do it. Um, do you remember months ago when I bought a box of magazines for like five dollars? And I was texting you. About yes, it? yes, I do. All the All video, video game, game magazines. magazines. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I said I bought them because it looked like there were some Nintendo Power magazines in there, and there was a lot of uh, PlayStation uh-huh. magazines, and I had th- I'd thrown mine out as right. a kid, and I was kind of like frustrated by it. Well, um, I I can't remember. I can't even remember if I told you this or not, but one of the Nintendo power magazines was actually the one that has, I'm holding it up to the computer, but we're not video chatting right now. So you can't even see it, but it's the uh, Dragon Quest nine cover. Oh, cool. Nintendo power. Yeah. It's the subscriber edition. It says it's got like the hero on the front. It's got dragon on the back. It's all gold and pretty. It's got like a blue slime in the little hole by the R at the end of power. Um, nice. Yeah. And so, uh, did I tell you that already? Okay. No, you didn't. You're going to have to bring this up over Christmas. Yeah. So, that so I can it was, see it. there's some cool PlayStation magazines too, but this was the one that I like when I saw it, I was like, Ooh, and I spent a lot of time with it. It's got some right. cool stuff about, uh, Final Fantasy, The Four Heroes of Light, which I know you'll like because we were talking about vocations just a few minutes right. ago. That's what made me. And I do love the game, Final Fantasy, Four Heroes of Light. I got it this year and have been playing it, and it is very, yeah, and very so, cool. Anyway, that's what made me think about it, really, was that you were talking about uh, vocations. I got all my Dragon Quest Nine stuff stacked up here near the computer. Um, I don't uh, really have time to flip through it like notes while we're recording, so I really don't know why I said it. I said it here for moral support. <laughs> so that you can just look at yeah, it and be like, oh. Purely moral support. Yeah, just pet it occasionally and precious. be like, oh, That's my right. precious. Um, so uh, getting back into the episode, uh, one of the major points, we mentioned it last week, uh, a place that you will spend a lot of time in Dragon Quest Nine is the Stornway Inn. Uh, it's called Quester's Rest. Mm-hmm. And you can do a lot there. Uh, you can, that's where you access like the online, different online content to visit other worlds. Your visitors will come and stay at the end from other games. You right. have Patty, which lets you change around your party. You have the crackpot will eventually show there, show up there once you unlock right. the crackpot, which I think we're going to get into more next week. But then there's the QVC, which I still don't know the, the, the name right. of it, but we're going to find that out. Um, and so, so the Questers Rest, I think, works really well in this game. I spent way more time at the Questers Rest than I did at All Trades Abbey, honestly, um, because I didn't switch around my vocations right. very much. Um, I, one of my like qualms, I guess, nitpicks, I'll call it a nitpick with this game, is that I wish Questers Rest and All Trades, like, why couldn't it have all been at one place? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I see in your notes that you get tired mm-hmm. of zooming around so much. And yeah, for sure. Like that was the most obnoxious thing about all of it is that you have mm-hmm. two hubs instead of one and they're both just as necessary as the other. Yeah. And I I don't know, especially later in the game, you know, with uh, when you you have the Starflight Express and like you can only go you can mm-hmm. only fly it to certain locations. And from mm-hmm. and one location. of them is like the tree outside of That's... all trades. 
Uh huh. So you're zooming there to get to the to the uh, the star flight so that you can fly somewhere else. Like they they were apparently. I know this game was a preview and kind of a trial for Dragon Quest Ten and the MMO style that they were doing. But they sure got the annoying MMO style travel down in this. Part one. of me wondered. I mean, I get why I get you you unlock Quester's Rest very early in the game, and all trades comes a little bit later. So I guess for story purposes, right. uh, is the reason they separated it? Maybe I mean I guess I, I I guess so. But they've done so many things in Dragon Quest games where it's like, oh well, you know what? I decided to move over here for a while because there's better water flow in All Trades Abbey <laughs> than there is in Stornway, and I need it to uh-huh. cook in my inn. It's uh, they've done so many things yeah. like that in other games. It's like they they shoulda. Yeah, they, they, they should have. Overall, you know, I mean, like I said, I spent way more time at Quester's Rest than All Trades. Um, I was the opposite. I spent way more time at All Trades than I did Quester's Rest because I didn't. Oh the crafting yeah, and I'm I'm big into crafting in video games. So yeah. uh, and you were not. Yeah, yeah. So that that would make sense. I yeah, I would spend a lot of time on the crackpot. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we've asked people on Twitter, on Patreon, things like that to send us any questions they want us answered on the show while we're doing a deep dive into Dragon Quest Nine, uh, and you know any dis- any topics that they would just like us to touch on. Uh, so I want to get into a couple mm-hmm. of those. We only had time for one uh, in last week's episode. Uh, I know this week we we touched on Sack Chief's topic. We talked about the Seth Green. Uh, commercial. I'm sure we'll bring it up again. You need to look it up. It's really funny. Right. But um, but then there's also some questions uh, that people have asked, and I've put a couple of them on here for today's episode because I know we're spreading them out uh, between different episodes uh, on 9. Uh, so the first one is actually from Dan from Game Apartment 1C. Uh, he uh, helped me out with the show two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yep, as of Yeah, this, uh, so this uh, he asked us, it's kind of a two-parter here. He said, uh, what does it succeed at most, and uh, where does it stumble, or what could it improve upon? So I'll let you go first. What do you think it succeeds? Uh, Let's go succeeds at most. What does it succeed at most, BJ? I think it succeeds at most in uh, making you immersed mm-hmm. in the world that I feel way more attached to this world than, and these characters, even though they're, they're faceless uh, uh, cardboard yeah. cutouts, I suppose uh, I feel more immersed and connected to them than I do in other games. Uh, probably because of the way that I interact with uh, kind of the empty, uh, empty vessel characters in games, but with the observatory and everything that went along with it, like I think they did the best world building in this one than a lot of the others. Um, and then, probably where it stumbles and could improve on it. Uh, the grottos. I know that so many people love the grottos and the treasure maps and everything, but I find the, uh, I, let me think how to, how to put this delicately. I find the interface of getting to the grottos and the whole experience to be uh, really, really terrible. And the grottos themselves are very repetitive, which I don't generally mind repetition, 
but these don't seem to offer any kind of incentive to continue doing so many more of them other than just levels. And so I'm just, and seeing more of this. So I just kind of wish they had given more incentive on uh, continuing to play the, uh, the game after you, you beat it because the post game is grottos and I hated finding them and then going through them was just kind of like, yeah, well that, yeah, that was fun. That's also that where you get some of the really cool items though. And like gear and stuff. Yeah. Is it? Like See, some of the cool I didn't, stuff comes from, I wasn't from like, doing the DLC, uh, like treasure maps and side okay, quests and so that, and stuff. That may be why I didn't get any of those like we were talking about before that uh, I I didn't do a you whole lot of grottos. You don't like that kind of stuff either. Like you don't like the stuff in games where like you go into like a dungeon and it's just like one level after the other and you're trying to get to like the end of it. Uh-uh. No, not like you do, like the Nino Kuni. Uh, uh, what's the name of it? I can't uh, even remember. It was the DLC, all the DLC that came out for Nino Kuni. Um, this like last year. Yeah, where you whatever. have like two hundred levels yeah. of a dungeon or something, and that I will do for a while, and then I get bored of it. Like there is a, a phone game, a mobile game called Marvel Future Fight that I was really, really super mm-hmm. into for a while, and it's a really, really good like beat 'em up mobile game. But and one of the uh, the the end game things was a tower that you climbed was Kingpin Shadowlands, and uh, as you're climbing it, there are all these different challenges and going up to it, and I really loved it for a little bit, and then I was just like, okay, I've gone far enough. I don't care about seeing the end of this and all the uh, other ones. So it's kind of like that in uh, RPGs as well. I'll see it, and then I'm like, okay, this isn't offering enough new stuff for me, and I, I, I bail gotcha. on it. Um, so for me, uh, I think, you know, where it really succeeds, uh, for me is just how customizable it is. Uh, you know, this, this is a level five game. Yeah. Like people talk about level five doing Dragon Quest eight, I feel like all the time, but you know, I mean, they also made right. Dragon Quest nine and to me, Dragon Quest nine feels more like a level five game than any of them because, the thing about level five mm-hmm. games is, you know, there's a lot of gathering and crafting in those games. You can customize lots of stuff in level five games. And so, so to me, right. it's very obvious that it's a level five game. And, uh, you know, even the, the, the CGI we get uh, in nine, uh, which is like yep. beautiful. I mean, it looks like hand drawn kind of like stop motion animation or something. It's beautiful. They did the same thing for fantasy life, which they would have put out just a few years after nine. And okay, it was after nine that they that they was, did uh, yeah. fantasy and, life, and it's very similar to nine. I mean, there's a ton of stuff you can customize, and you know, fantasy life. You're basically just picking a vocation, <laughs> and, and and yeah, and yeah, and, and you can pick like battle through. vocations, crafting vocations, a gathering vocation, whatever you want in that game. They call them they call them lives in that game, um, but uh, so so to me, it really succeeds at just how customizable it all is. Uh, you know, from creating your own character to creating all your party members, you're naming them, you get to choose their jobs, you get to choose just all the stuff that you can, you choose where to put right. the skill points. Um, I mean, you just choose everything, you know, there's not a lot, uh, like I, I would say there's so much customizable in this game that it would be virtually impossible for two people to have the same experience. Yeah. I mean, just, okay. I mean, I mean, any yeah, of it, just, I, I mean, so. for example, you said you didn't really craft and I did. And a lot of the, a yeah. lot of the weapons and gear that I had was stuff that I got just from crafting. 
You know, I even got That's I even got Erdrick's and... sword in the game. That was one of the last things I did because you can get the rusty sword. Um, and then you go out and you oh, gather yeah. like there's glass frets out there in the desert. I can't remember the name of the town that's there in the desert, the little kingdom. But you go out there and there's glass frets that right. you have to gather. And then I would have to leave the area because I needed more glass frets than the ones I had. Uh, but you mm-hmm. can make Erdrick's sword uh, doing all that. And so, um, oh, okay. so, you know, just even tiny things like that make it so that no two people have the same experience. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even at the very beginning of the game, you know, when the King of Stornway sends you to the uh, to kill like the Black Knight uh-huh. at the very beginning, I didn't somehow I didn't realize that Patty had actually started the party mm-hmm. planning business yet because they said like go around town and come back later and I'll oh, have no, everything did you do set it up by yourself. But oh my god, I did. I had to go level up a lot for yeah. that, that fight because I was supposed to have yeah. a party of four and I had a party of one. And so I thought it was going to be a story beat where I had to come back and uh, then she had opened up. I didn't realize it was go to the King and then go back in there after you were uh, uh, assigned that task. So I had to go level up and fight that, which apparently is still a thing that there are uh-huh. solo runs of Dragon Quest nine that people do where it is just the hero that you don't get any party members and you do everything with the one main character. And after playing that one particular (laughs) fight alone, I will never do that. And it's not because it was too hard. It's because the amount of grinding that you would have to do is, you know, it's five times the amount that you would have to do on uh, on a party just because of how the vocations work and that you Uh need to get those abilities. Yeah. uh... It's, but yeah, everybody would have a different experience. Like that one is uh, was I started apparently playing the game on hard <laughs> mode and was like Mm-mm, hard pass. I, nope, literally yeah, hard pass. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, but no, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's where it kind of succeeds the most. Uh, I think uh, in terms of just like where does it stumble or what could it prove upon? You know, I'm sticking with the vocations on this one. I much prefer getting to unlock new vocations by mastering other vocation systems rather than having to do like kind of grindy side quests and then having to start back at level one. Like that just kind of made it right. That made it less fun to me. That's honestly, that's the only complaint I have with this entire game. You know, as, as much as I love it. Really? Yeah. I wish the, the, uh, the way the vocations uh, had been set up were different. I'm not, I'm not, a, I, you know, I can appreciate that you still get the skill points and all that. And, um, you know, and I did, you know, I maxed out like, I guess it was Paladin or whatever, or like the spears. That's what it was. You max out the spear points so that you can use a spear on any class. You know, you can do stuff yep. like that, but still. I love that. Being able to use any weapon with any class, any vocation is... And it, and awesome. it is it is nice. I do like that part of it. It's just, I, I, you know, that that's the one part that I just feel like they could have improved it a little bit to make... It would have made my experience with the game more enjoyable. I totally see that. Like, I really do. Um, I liked it because, like I said, this was a, uh, like I've said before, at least, this was a game that I played grinding liquid metal slimes a lot um, as I was doing other things, like watching pimple popping videos in the background or just hanging around with my wife. I would just walk around mindlessly killing things in the, uh, in whatever that tomb gotcha. was. So I, I I don't didn't mind it, but it's absolutely something that mm-hmm. they could do better. 
So, so for the next one, uh, this is kind of just a, a topic uh, for us to touch on here at the very end of the episode. Uh, on Twitter, at Kento Nagbone, <laughs> which, is a, which is a good name. Good yeah, name. I like that. Kento Nagbone. Um, it's like Gorham Hog. You know, it's got a nice like cadence. The, 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 it is. And so you can also go Kentona um, G-Bone. Yeah, I think it's Kento. Nagbone. I'm sure it is. Uh, either but way. I'm just like. It's still fun Kinto to say Nagbone. Kinto Nagbone. It Kinto is Kinto Nagbone. We're just going to do this for the next five minutes. <laughs> this is the next ten minutes of the show. Kinto Nagbone. All right. So um, <laughs> they said if any game needed a new game plus mode, it was DQ9. Starting the game fresh as any of your unlocked classes would be boss. And... I don't know about you, but I, I would be a huge fan of that idea. And I get I get part of the appeal is nine is that you're always going. You know, people put in like a thousand hours into this game. Yep. Um, I mean, there's an achievement hours. for that. There's an accolade to get a thousand yes. hours. And so I, I'm sure if the new game plus mode, you know, if you... I, I assume that would count towards your total playtime and all of that kind of stuff. But I think that's a really interesting idea right. is that, you know, especially for people like you who maybe uh, the, the grottos and stuff isn't enough to keep them going. You can start a new game plus you can play right. through the story again and see all the story, but you can, let's say you, you can start off with a sage if you unlocked it already. Um, and so, yeah, which would be, great which would be really cool. Yeah. On. And especially if they let you, have like keep your if you're like treasure maps and things like that rolled over i mean that could be mm-hmm. you know that could be a lot of fun and it could also uh you know I, I don't know even this might you might be too overpowered at this point but even if some of your skills could roll over um yeah yeah i mean that would be wonderful just wherever it was that you started like you just start there with your vocations that's a heck of mm-hmm. a new game plus uh, being able to do like uh, there are some games where you just start with everything and just keep just move through the story again at the same level and it doesn't scale like that would be mm-hmm. a okay by me that would be I'd love a new game plus on this one I would I would actually be way more likely to put in a thousand hours in a game if there were new game plus or and harder things like that like new game plus plus new like game plus plus have. plus plus yeah it's like Extreme 10 in Silent Hill 3 with uh, my friend Bob. Uh, yeah, Bob, who was uh, playing it in college. So many, so uh-huh. many. New so, so, I mean, I think I think that would be really so, cool. And the, Dragon Quest Nine is one of those games that's been rumored to have, like, a remake or a port come to, like, Switch or maybe mobile. I would love to yep. see it on Switch so much. And I would love to get to experience some of the DLC that I missed out on. Get to play it with friends. Yep. Um, and... Uh, you know, New Game Plus would be a nice addition if we do get some kind of like remaster or remake of this game. Yeah, for real. That would be a wonderful thing to add in. And I could totally see them doing it. At yeah, some I could point. too. Um, so remember, if you want, uh, you know, to ask us any questions or, uh, you know, post some thoughts of your own or like some discussion topics, you can do that on Twitter. Uh, you can also leave us voice messages. Uh, and that's at anchor.com, uh, anchor.fm slash Dragon Quest. Slash Dragon Quest. Yeah, you can yep. click on the little button to leave us a voice message, share your story. We'd love to hear it. And we'll try to work it in on the show as well. 
next week, we're going to continue our deep dive into Dragon Quest Nine with episode three, uh, where we're going to be talking about lots of fun stuff like the crackpot crafting. Uh, we're going to touch some more on Starflight Express, Fat Guts and Stella. It's going to be the end of the year, so we'll probably name some of our favorite games of the past year. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so be sure to join us next week when we just dis- uh, continue our discussion on Dragon Quest Nine. Remember, you can send those questions to on Twitter uh, to us at Dragon Quest FM. You can talk to me directly on Twitter at underscore Austin underscore King. You can also read my weekly Dragon Quest blog. That is at DragonQuestAustin.com. I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. I also co-host the geek to geek podcast uh, that you can find at Geek2GeekCast.com. And you can also check out all of our media networks content at Geek2GeekMedia.com. We have podcasts and blogs and video game reviews and uh, live streams, all sorts of stuff. So you can go there and check out all of our content as well as uh, join us on Slack and Discord. Uh, there are invite links there. So uh, go to Geek2GeekMedia.com and get even more of us. Thanks, everybody. Bye.